Hey, grown-ups, warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor has a menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Head to factormeals.com slash tales50. That's T-A-L-E-S 5-0. And use code tales50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code tales50 at factormeals.com. Dot com slash tales 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey grown-ups, I have something exciting to share with you. There's a brand new kids podcast out now that I think you're going to love. It's called Mysteries About True Histories. This show is perfect if you love adventures, solving riddles, and maybe even some wacky math problems. But I need a little help from some new friends to tell you more. Max and Molly, take it away. From the creators of Who Smarted, Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, Tailblazers. It's me, Rebecca Cunningham, and this is Girl Tales. Today, we have another Little Girls Doing Big Things episode. But before we get started, I want to invite you to our next live reading. Come meet us at Books Are Magic Bookstore in Brooklyn, New York on Sunday, June 23rd at 11 a.m. It's free. To RSVP, head to girltalespodcast.com slash events. That's girltalespodcast.com slash events. We cannot wait to meet you. Also, if you'd like access to Girl Tales coloring pages, stickers, exclusive special episodes, and hear your name at the top of the next episode, head to patreon.com slash girltales. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash girltales. I also have to thank a very special person who left us a review on Apple Podcasts. Kenyana Justice 9 said, I love heart emoji, this podcast, and I am so happy, smiley face emoji, that you guys are doing this podcast. Smiley face emoji, smiley face emoji, thumbs up emoji, smiley face emoji, thumbs up emoji, smiley face emoji, thumbs up emoji, smiley face emoji, and then the emojis go on forever and I love it. Thank you so much, Kenyana. If you love Girl Tales like Kenyana does, you can leave us a review with your very favorite emojis too, wherever you get your podcasts. Now on to our episode. 
This is Little Girls Doing Big Things with Paloma Rambana. Paloma is a 13-year-old girl and is the founder of Paloma's Dream. Enjoy! So can you tell me your name and where you are? My name is Paloma Rambana, and I'm in Tallahassee, Florida. So you have a website called Paloma's Dream. What is that about? Um, so I was born with a rare condition called Peter's Anomaly, and it results in cloudiness of the corneas, which is the clear front part of the eye, kind of like the windshield. So what the average person can see from 100 to 200 feet away, I can see from 20 feet away. And my parents, they were paying out of pocket for tools that I needed to succeed, such as my magnifiers and special prints and bigger fonts and things for school. And um, so I've always valued those tools very much because they've helped me get where I'm going. And these were things that I realized were an essential part for everybody who has a vision impairment or is blind. So uh, what I read is that... These resources were available for, like these tools were available for kids younger than you and older than you. Yes. So the groups of students being affected were the, that were receiving funding were um, zero to five year olds or babies, blind babies program to teenagers, which is 14 and to 22 year olds. And then there was this gap of six to 13. So I have started an organization called Paloma's Dream Morph on the Gap, and our main objective is to help students in Florida who are between the age group of 6 and 13 who are without the right equipment to become productive adults. And we were able to lobby the Florida government, Florida legislature and receive $1,250,000 and $500,000 in the state recurring budget, which means that we were able to acquire funds to help students from all different parts of Florida get what they need to succeed. What were kids, what were kids doing um, or what are kids doing who do not have resources, who do not have access to the tools that are needed in order to read in class? We are falling behind because 80% of learning occurs through vision. So we're not able to pick up the learning and what happens in the classroom as easily as everyone else. Are there kids today, I know that you started Fund the Gap or that you helped start Fund the Gap and you raised money. Is there more to raise? And are there kids in Florida right now who do not have access to the tools, the magnifiers, the CCTVs? There are 29,000 students who are in Florida without these equipment right now. And we would be asking for $8 million a year um, if we're trying to capture our overall goal for funding to help students in every field with vision impairment and blindness. Um, So, okay. So there are kids still today. So you need to raise $8 million. That's just for the state of Florida. Yeah, it is. How exciting. That's so much money. (laughs) But you know what? It's really not. Once you get to be my age and you start working for big companies, it's really not a, it's not a ton of money. And so I'm wondering, what is, what is holding the government back right now? Why hasn't it been approved? So there was no reason why there is a funding gap, and there's no reason why there isn't funding now. So I really can't give you a justifiable answer because there isn't one. So when did the advocacy start? How old were you? So I was asked by my first vision teacher, Jennifer Crowder, when I was nine years old 
So about four years ago, question mark? Yeah. So your teacher asked you to start working on it. She asked my mom if I would be interested in lobbying the legislature for such an amazing project, which I gladly said yes. And it wasn't just because I could take off a day of school. So she asked you to do that, but then you had to get up and speak in front of people and like important people. And that's something I'm 29 years old. I would be afraid to do. Seriously, where does that bravery come from? Where does that courage come from? Was it just from your teacher? Well, no, I think it's really about knowing that I had a message to spread. And the whole idea of being able to lobby is amazing. The fact that I was so deeply connected and tied to this, my whole life revolves around my vision impairment, which makes it something that I'm always aware of. So this was something that was easier for me to give my personal background to. And now I can just spew it out miles and miles a minute. Can you tell me a little bit about your journey with public speaking? Yeah, um, public speaking, I think, is an incredibly exciting yet nerve-wracking experience. And it's different for every single person who does it. With that vision challenge of mine, it's been very hard speaking when you're reading a speech because for me, when the text isn't big enough or I just have difficulty seeing the font that it's written in, I have to get it really close to my face and it requires me to have to speak really loud and it's a lot of effort. (laughs) I got really nervous doing it when I was younger and I still get nervous, but to a lesser degree, I think that's because I know that I'm more experienced with acting and other things that I've done. But for me, it was a lot about treating each person like they're an individual and you're not talking to a mass of people, but talking and catering your knowledge to one person like I am here or like I would when I'm sharing it out at work or when I'm talking to teachers about it. You wrote a whole book. It's called Paloma's Dream, the true story of one girl's mission to help kids inspire activism and survive middle school. What inspired you to write a whole book? Well, I have always been inspired in telling stories through paper, and reading is always something I've craved to do, and I like to read and experience people's adventures, and I think that's what you get to do in this book. You're in It's in pers- first-person perspective, so you're seeing it through my eyes. What a great analogy. And you're able to experience what I'm going through as you are the character. That's always how I view it when I read first-person perspective stories. I think there's something, I think what I'm so impressed about you is that you were faced with a challenge uh, early on and you went out there and you were incredibly vulnerable and you created change and you continue to do that. Um, and I, I think that's really inspiring, not only to kids, but to people, to to adults and people your age. And I think that's wonderful. You mentioned meeting all, all of these like other people and seeing the good in people. Have you, has uh, your advocacy and your work led to meeting a lot of kids who are also visually impaired. Yes. I mean, personally, it's so important to connect with who I'm helping. It was insane that I've been able to meet so many people virtually, and I got the opportunity to speak at a school in Jamaica with 800 wonderful girls who have amazing and individual stories to tell, and I got to connect with about 40 of them afterwards. And that was the greatest time for me to be able to see. And none I don't think many, any of them had um, 
vision impairments, to my knowledge, but it's just people, just people, I think, that I've been able to meet and connect with on a greater level than I ever thought I could. How is middle school going? It's hard, which I think you'll get from anyone. But for me, middle school has been challenging, especially because I am of special accommodation. I mean, I was bullied a lot throughout elementary and middle school, and it only stopped this year. And it was a relief for me to be able to breathe a lot of this year has been spent being happier and focusing more about my happiness than my academic stress and this going to I I don't I enjoy going to school more than I have ever and it's really a wonderful place to be now and I've got great friends and most of my friends don't go to school with me and they're a lot older or they are halfway across the world or the country so I don't see them as much which is good and it's definitely um something I recommend making pen pals which nobody does because nobody writes letters here anymore but sending a text to someone who lives in a different country and then them responding is pretty great and it's very valuable to me to be able to connect that way um but middle school's uh, not fun but it's not not fun anyway it's 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 just exciting and it's always changing but aren't we all What can we, me, the listeners, what can we start doing right now to make sure kids who are visually impaired or blind have access to all of the resources that they need? Well, donate eyeglasses to your local Lions Club, or you can participate in important things that matter to you. And it may not even be with vision impairment that you go out But voting is incredibly important and voicing your opinion. And you can do that if you're too young to vote. I'm too young to vote. But talking about it through social media or different platforms and sharing my views and making people politically aware is incredibly important. So staying informed, you can stay informed and keep up to date and ask questions and continue to be curious and um, I have a list of different steps I think you can take on my website what is your website? Palomasdream.org. Yeah. You should go to palomasdream.org and see the steps that we can take. Yes. Okay. How can we how can we purchase your book? Wonderful question. So, the lovely people of the internet who don't want to actually buy a paper copy of my book and would prefer to enlarge it to whatever size you'd like, um, the ebook is available on my website for two ninety nine, which is palomasdream.org again, and along with the free audiobook. And um, you can purchase hard copies on the website. That is under the My Book tab, and Audio and Braille will be under the Audio and Braille tab. Oh, I forgot. You were telling me that you're going to start a podcast or you're thinking of one. Can we talk about that here? Yes, definitely. What is the podcast that you're starting? Well, it's right now we have nothing set in stone, but we plan on making an, a new podcast episode or our starting podcast episode very soon. What did you say it's called again? AM and PM podcasts. So always making Paloma and Muriel. So that's what it is. Is there anything else you want to tell our listeners before you go? Anything that we left out? 
education is important and it is needed and there are so many wonderful ways to learn. It's just that sometimes it can get overwhelming and I know for sure it is getting overwhelming for me a lot, especially in my final year of middle school. And But we all have the tools and capabilities to be the best version of ourselves and we don't need to look beyond ourselves for what we're missing and you don't need money and things that are tangible to be satisfied and for me I get satisfaction from creativity and the little triumphs in life but you may get it from something totally different and whatever drives you should be what you pursue and not something that you're recommended and it's just some side project it's something you are interested in devoted in and I wouldn't be where I am today without the amazing devotion that I've had My whole life is surrounded around knowing how much of a vision impairment I have and how much it affects me as a student, as a person, as a kid. And those are all things that go through my mind all the time. I'm just saying, thinking, and I thank you for continuing to inspire people through this podcast and through the interwebs, but it's incredibly valuable and you have no idea how much of an impact it makes for me. So thank you. If you take my hand, I'll show you distant lands. Be my mate. That was Little Girls Doing Big Things with Paloma Rambana. If you want to learn more about Paloma's dream or to purchase her book, head to palomasdream.org. That's P-A-L-O-M-A-S-D-R-E-A-M dot org. The link is in our show notes. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, I believe in you.